to a new episode of Her Healthful. My name is Araste, if you're new here, and we are trying to get back on top of the podcast game. I know it's kind of turned into a every other week, bi-weekly sort of thing, even though I really want it to be weekly, but bear with me while I just finish up my semester, wrap it up, and I will have time. I will actually have time. So, yeah, hope you guys are doing well. Today is a guest day, a guest episode, and today's guest is Lisa Gilmore. Her handle is at Lisa X Gilmore if you follow her on there. And I was actually on her podcast, I would say a month ago, and I instantly just like fell in love with our energy together, like in a conversation. You can kind of tell when two people are really vibing with each other. It's just so, so cool that even though you haven't ever met somebody in person, you can still tell over Zoom if you're clicking and you're just like matching each other's energy. So I love the dynamic we have and just like it flows. It Like we talked about so many different topics. I don't even know how we got from one point to another. You'll see there's like some times where I'm just like, asking a question and then it goes down this whole other rabbit hole but it's all so good so many like little nuggets of wisdom from lisa and just so much mental health talk it is really an amazing episode so it's kind of a long episode it's almost like an hour i would say i am just going to cut this preamble intro short and save the little rose thorn bud segment for next week because I don't have that much to update. Like I said, I'm just kind of wrapping up the semester. I literally just submitted my last assignment ever, like just right now, like five minutes ago, submitted it. And it feels weird. Like that's my last paper. That's like, I've been a student for my whole life. And to have that be the last submission is kind of surreal. And yeah, it felt good. So like I said, I haven't been doing that that much. Life isn't too glamorous right now, and I'm okay with that. I'm kind of just flowing with my routine, doing what feels good. And I'm going to New York at the end of the month, so like I know some excitement is coming. And yeah, good things are coming. Summer is coming, guys, like hot girl summer. And we are just so, so excited. I am so ready, and I'm ready to travel, like do all the fun things. So yeah. That's kind of a little summary of what's been going on. Again, not too much, but I will have more next week. And I promise we will get back to the weekly schedule. I'm going to hold myself accountable. Okay, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Definitely give Lisa a follow. Like she is just so, so real on social. And I just love that like she always pops on her stories and it feels like I'm FaceTiming with a friend tells us about her day, like whatever happened, and I just love it. So I'm sure you'll love her too after this episode. Okay, let's get into the episode with Lisa Gilmore. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Lisa Gilmore. It is so great to be speaking to you again. How are you today? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I am very caffeinated, but still caffeinating. I'm showing my drink right now. And then I wonder why I can't sleep. You know, it's 4.30 and I'm on my third (laughs) drink. Like, okay. Yeah. Do you, um, like, are you drinking a Celsius right now? What was that? It's kind of like a Celsius. Okay. It's it's a different one. It's by this brand called Alani New. I love their energy drinks, but I will say they're a lot sweeter than Celsius. I just feel like Celsius and I have gotten to a point where it's not Celsius. It's me. Like it just, it doesn't do anything for me anymore. Like I feel like I'm just drinking juice. Like it doesn't, which is probably a sign that I need to cut back for sure. Yeah. Your tolerance is building up. My tolerance is through (laughs) the fucking roof and I don't know what to do about it because I don't want to like cut back. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, I actually, I, I need this to function right now. Kind of thing. No, I need it. And I also like, love it. Like I, I like feeling, see, that's the thing. That's the thing is like, 
I was talking to somebody and they were telling me why they loved matcha so much. I think you, you love matcha too, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not a matcha bitch, but I also haven't had a good one. I think that's what it is. And so you like, need to no. come to Toronto and then I can make you one because like, I swear, I'm just like, if I make somebody else, like I will like it because I just really? like, know like the quality, like sometimes it actually like I'm a matcha lover and it can taste like ass if you don't get the right one. I, I tried it. Okay. Listen, here's the thing. I've only tried it once in my life, but it was enough to get me to never want to try it again. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was in that cute fucking place in New York. That's like pink. The cha-cha matcha. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to try this shit here. Like I'm going to love it. Right. I threw it away. I was like, what the fuck is this? It tastes like literal dirt. Like I've never Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. had dirt, but like, I'm assuming that's kind of what it would taste like. You're like, that's the closest thing. (laughs) That's the closest thing. It was like, I could, I could feel the like little matcha particles in my mouth. I was like, ew, bro, this is so nasty. I don't get what the fucking hype is. But my point is I need to try a good one because I'm sure it's yummy because mm-hmm. now people make it with like oat milk and vanilla, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm sure I'd be down. But my friend was telling me she was like, she's like, it's like, I love it. Like, I only have one and I have like this like stable energy all day and I don't crash and I don't, you know, she's like, I don't feel wired. I'm just like mm-hmm. very calm and stable all day. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I, I want to feel like I'm like, my heart's about to explode. Like, <laughs> I second that like I I love like literally what your friend said matcha is more just like stable it's not like peak and then fall and then like fuck I need another one and then keep on going like chaotic but for me like I like like I love an iced coffee like in the summer like that hits the spot but I think too much coffee with my system it just is like it makes me anxious because just like the physical symptoms, I'm like, yo, my heart's racing right now. Like, this is not okay. As someone with an anxiety disorder, I like, I I don't help myself. Like my therapist was literally like, can we change one of those to like half calf, like half decaf, half coffee? I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can even <laughs> do that. Like, anyway, I could talk about caffeine for days, but I think, I think the moral of the story is I need to, I need to try like a nice yummy matcha because Mm -hmm. that's all to me. That sounds like something I'd have on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I'll give it a try. You know, (laughs) Sunday's my most relaxed day. I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. Then Monday I need coffee in my veins. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, I, you're like my boyfriend. My boyfriend's like, I will drink it black. I I just want the like espresso. Like he just like wants it for the effect. He's like, I don't even care to like you know, enjoy it. I'm like, no, I want to enjoy it. But like, I understand you also need the caffeine. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. That was our, you know, kind of segue to the conversation. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's tons to talk about. But first off for like people who don't follow you, um, maybe just like a quick introduction in terms of like who you are, what you do, just like whatever Lisa identifies as. Wow. Okay. Lisa never knows how to introduce herself because I'm like, okay, so should I tell you like my biggest fears of life or should I tell you? like, We'll get to that. Don't worry. (laughs) I guess I really need to work on this. I really need to work on my like elevator pitch, you know, but I guess I would say, you know, what's interesting just before you start, like, yeah, actually I'm gonna let you go first and then I'll tell you after. No, tell me. (laughs) Okay. So like my friend who like came on the podcast, she like, has hers like memorized like not memorized but she just like knows what she wants to say and it's like well thought out and like whenever somebody asks me like like who are you I'm always just like hey like what do I do like what's my career like I'm uh whatever I'm in grad school but like she's like I don't like identifying my like myself with just my career because we're like so much more than that I know so she's like I'm like like a thinker and a traveler. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. Like she said all these things that I'm just like, so cool. Wait, we are those things, but we never like introduce ourselves as that. Um, so yeah, not to like put any pressure, but I just like thought of that. I wish I would have let you say that after. I know I was like, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just like, I don't, I truly like, I never, when someone asks me that, I'm like, I don't know what to, I, I don't know, like, what somebody wants to know. You it's know what a I loaded mean? question, yeah. Such a loaded question, but I, I'm a daughter, and I'm just kidding. 
I'm a sister of a daughter. <laughs> so people are probably listening like, bitch, who the fuck are you? Just say like who you are. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. I am 29. I just turned 29. I'm going to keep saying just, even though it was in January, but like, I'm just going to say, yeah. say it that way. I live in Miami, but I was born and raised in Costa Rica. I lived there my whole life until I was like 20. And then my life is a very long story. So let's just like jump to now. What do I do besides overthink and drink so much caffeine? I have a podcast. I am a content creator slash influencer. I don't fucking know whichever. I don't, I, I never know which word to use. Whatever but the word that, is, yeah. Basically that. And I also have a new business that I just started. It's called M Club and I have like jewelry, but it's not going to be just jewelry. I'm working on like other fun things. What else do I do? Yeah. I mean, that's like a little summary, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so obviously I discovered you probably last year. I think mm. I discovered you through Kayla's page. She probably like tagged you or something. Mm on a story or like you appeared on her podcast um and I love just like like how you show up as who you are on like your stories your posts like whatever it is through your content I'm like I already feel like I know you and I you're a Capricorn right yeah oh I forgot to yeah. say that I'm a Capricorn <laughs> I'm a Capricorn rising Capricorn sun Scorpio moon okay, okay. A, a, just a lot let's just say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my chart is Capricorn, but like, not like my, like any of my main three, but like the rest, like Mercury, like all that stuff. I don't know what it means, but um, yeah, me I share. Some I only Capricorn know, I only know you. those. Three. I only know the big three. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So how did you like, let's rewind a bit. I know you said you have a long life story as many of us do. You don't have to go back to like, you know, high school days or anything, but just in terms of like, where you saw yourself in the future career-wise or just any plans or anything? Like, did you ever expect yourself to be where you are now? Absolutely not. Because when I was in high school, I know I didn't know what a podcast was. I didn't know what an influencer was. And I never thought I would be living in Miami. Like there's so many facets of my life that I'm like, it makes sense to me now when I put the pieces together, but it definitely did not make sense at the time. So when I was in high school, I let's like go to senior year, right? Where it's like, you're applying to college, whatever. I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to stay in Costa Rica. So I went to an American high school where I want to say, I mean, I, I'm not going to give up stacks. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. And also I think it varied grade by grade, but a lot of people would leave the country and go to the, and go to college in the States. Right. And so that was always my dad's hope for me. And I mean, I was so excited and grateful that, that I, that was something I could do, you know, like I was fucking nervous as shit because I was so stuck to my parents and I was such a homebody. Like I loved my friends. I loved growing up, but like, I loved being home and feeling safe, you know? Yeah. I was truly terrified of leaving. And when, you know, we're applying to college and stuff like I have a lot of my friends that are like, oh, like I'm going to study this. I'm going to major in that. And I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I want to major in because I knew the things I liked, but I wasn't exactly sure how they would turn into a job. So I always loved writing, like always, like I want to write a book one day and I always loved writing. I always loved like beauty and skincare and clothes and like all these things. I always loved these things, but I didn't know how to combine them. Mm -hmm. So my dad really wanted, my dad was very like business oriented and very, his hope for me was to go to an Ivy league school and study business or some shit like that. Right. And I was like, I'm going to go to fashion school. <laughs> my dad was like, God damn. <laughs> he was like, upset. <laughs> no, he was literally like, fuck. Like, you know, yeah. and <laughs> a lot of convincing, a lot of convincing. And because I think also, you know, the way that he grew up and, and he was a lot older and just, I mean, I think this industry, let's say of like social media, fashion, all of these things, more creative industries, I think mm -hmm. 
maybe some people will be able to relate to this to a lot of parents. It's just not what they're used to. And I think sometimes people, people might judge what they don't understand. Right. So it's like, I was getting my hair cut on Saturday actually. And, um, the girl who was cutting my hair, she was so sweet and so cool. And she was telling me how like her dad didn't understand that she wanted to be a hairstylist. And to him, that was like, it didn't make sense. Right. And I'm like, well, it's because to them, that was just not normal. Right. And sometimes you have to show people that there are different ways of going about, like to go about things. Right. And so when I would tell my dad this, and I didn't want to study fashion. Like I didn't want to study fashion. I I was like, maybe I'll do like fashion marketing or something, which at the time sounded amazing to me. And I also mm-hmm. was literally dying to be Lauren Conrad. I wanted to go to fit him and I wanted to fucking do the whole thing, like literally, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy those things. Right. But I was like, oh my God, that's the dream. But still inside, I was like, I don't know how the, like, what the fuck would I do with that? You know what I mean? Like I was still like, yeah. deep. anyway, long story short, I, ended up applying to a mix of our, our, like, we kind of met in the middle where he was like still hesitant and, but also, also kind of accepting that that is really what I wanted to do. So Mm -hmm. I applied to a few schools where I would be kind of doing more like English or marketing or something like that, creative writing, but then also a few fashion schools. And then right after I graduated high school, literally like not even a month after my dad out of the blue got sick, but it was, it was very, it started very calmly. It was, he had like a little bump and, and turned out it was a tumor. They were able to uh, operate on him and remove it. And so it was okay. But when we found that out, I was like, I can't go away to college. Like I can't leave knowing things are not okay. I can't leave. Right. So I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna defer for a semester. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. Yeah. But then again, another long story, but it ended up not being just a semester. And so I was like, I just can't, like, I'm so close to my parents. My parents were, I mean, are everything, but like, I was like, I can't just leave my mom when my dad is not okay. And it got very bad. And then he got better and then it got bad. It was a roller coaster, hardest year of my life, not even a full year, honestly. But so anyway, I ended up deferring for another semester. So when you apply to college, your acceptances are valid for a year. And after a year, you have to reapply. So Mm -hmm. a year ended up, um, like passing and my dad ended up passing as well. And so all my acceptances had like gone out the window basically. So I'm just like left here, like just went through the most traumatic shit ever. And I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I want to live, what I want to do. Like my whole world was just like, whoa. That's like a lot to, how old were you? 18. That is like so much trauma that goes on in like such a short period of time. It was like 10 months. It was very fast. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like just from how you're explaining it, like it seemed very like unexpected and these kind of things, like they're so like, you can't plan for that kind of thing, especially that young. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I mean, it's life, right? Like, yeah, if anything, I, I think that honestly, obviously it changed my life. Obviously I wish my dad was still here. It's actually his, um, so crazy that we're talking about this, his anniversary, his 10 year anniversary of passing is tomorrow. So wow. like this week I've been like, you know, it's like, I feel it like no matter what, Feeling it's it, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how 10 years, which blows my mind, how the fuck 10 years, but I swear it's like clockwork. It's like my body knows my mind knows it. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't know how it works, but I swear like it's like body stores, like trauma responses and just like any emotional things. And literally it's like memory in your body. It's so real, but it really made me so strong. It, it, I mean, it hardened me so much. I, I am a different fucking human than who I was before that. And I'm also just grateful not to be get morbid, but I think it's, I'm just so grateful that I wish I wouldn't have lost him in general, obviously, but I'm grateful that it was in a way where there's a beginning, there's a journey and there's an end. It's not like we got a phone call. My dad, um, had, he was like loved adrenaline and he was in his phase of like loving race cars. Like he just loved race cars. And that was like his thing. And he like, 
you know, he worked his ass off his whole life and then he retired and he was like, I just want to race cars for fucking fun. So he would get these race cars and like, just go and drive them with his friends and like, whatever. And my mom and I would just be at home like, oh my God, like just praying nothing would happen, you know? Cause yeah. it's like dangerous. Dangerous for sure. Yeah. And so in my head, I'm like, you know, obviously piecing things together years later, I always just said to myself, like, I'm just so grateful that it, it happened in a way where it's like, we did everything. Like right. we did everything possible. There was, the answer was right there in front of you. There wasn't anything left unsaid, at least on my part. Like yeah. there's nothing left unsaid. There's nothing I didn't do. Like I was there from the moment he found a tiny little bump on his throat to literally his last breath, literally. And so it, I think it helps a lot with closure. And I mean, I think closure Mm -hmm. is bullshit. I think closure you give to yourself. I don't think it's like something anybody can give to you, but I was able to have that closure because I'm like, we did it all. Like, yeah, it wasn't like a random freak accident where you're just like, like, I always hear those stories of people being like, we just had a fight. And like, I didn't know that was the last time I was going to see him. Yeah. But you were not fully prepared because you're like, even that, that was still a shock to us as a family, but you got to like, I don't know, solidify your relationship a bit more and just like do what you could for that 10 months. Yeah. And when you see it happening in front of you, it's so hard. Like it makes my stomach flip, like just even thinking. And I've honestly blocked out so many. It's so real what your mind can do. Right. It's like, I can remember like Chad being rude to me three years ago, but then, but, but I can't remember some moments that I had with my dad because I just like, block it out because I'm like, I can't even think about it because of how Mm -hmm. painful it is. Right. So when you see it happening in front of you, it's a lot easier to, not that it's easy at all, but it's easier to digest when you are trying to like comprehend the situation. Right. And it's, we're so greedy as humans and we always want answers. And so in a way it's like an answer. It's like, well, you, you did everything. It was out of your hands completely. And some things are so much bigger than us. And that's just what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you just like 10 years later now, like in the moment, you probably didn't think like, oh, this is going to teach me some lesson. Like, no, yeah. like nobody wants, you know, any significant person in their life to unexpectedly leave them. But at the same time, you were just like, you're taking this really traumatic thing that happened to you and you're actually becoming aware of how it did change you and how like you're this amazing strong woman that you are today Thank you. and like fearless and just like yeah I'm just getting like this like radiant energy from you and even with you talking about it like I can tell you loved him so much and mm-hmm. I'm sure he's like still here with you every day I I, I like to think that you know I I, I can't accept that when we lose somebody, they're just gone. Like that, yeah. I can't accept that, you know? And it's crazy how there's so many situations where you see them happening, but you think like, that's never going to happen to me. Yeah. You know, like I remember the first time I ever heard of anyone losing a parent and I was in like middle school, but it wasn't even somebody I was close to. Like, it was like a friend of a friend. And she was like, oh my God, her dad passed away. Like, I can literally remember that. And I was like, oh, like to me, that was like, oh my God, like, I can't even imagine that. You know what yeah. I mean? And then you never, it's like, you never think something is going to happen to you. And then it happens to you. And you're like, does. you're like, holy fuck, I'm, I'm that bitch right now, you know? So, I mean, I think some things are again, out of our control and yeah if your parents are in your life right now and you have a relationship with them and they're healthy, you're so blessed, go give them a hug, you know? Um, but, but also I think with any shitty situation, we can, we can either take something of it or let it just completely ruin our life. And I just didn't want to do that. I'm not saying it didn't for a while. And I'm not not saying it, it, it didn't fuck up a lot of things emotionally. Right. It's so hard to lose like the biggest figure in your life. Right. But, but, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I just, with, with anything bad, I just, I'm like, I'm like, what can I, what can I fucking take from this? Like, what can I take from this and turn it into something good? You know? Uh-huh. And then that's like a super healthy way to approach it. And like, it might take time for sure. Like you, you asked know, me maybe- about my, you asked me about my career and I'm like, so I lost my dad. <laughs> 
do you see what I mean? Yeah, no, it's like totally fine. Cause like, I mean, that's how real conversations go. Like you, I know, but I was like, there was this one, there was like this, what's she ask me? (laughs) There was this TikTok I saw that's like very similar to this. It was like, this is how girl conversations go. You like ask how their day was. And then they're like, oh, where are your eyelash extensions from? Oh, like it jumps from like one topic to another. And by the time you're like done, you're just like, how the fuck did we go through like 10 topics in five minutes? I love it though. I love it. I also have ADD. So I'm like, and I took my pill today. I took my ADD pill today and I'm still (laughs) just like, so let me tell you about this. But anyway, to wrap up the question. So no, I had no fucking idea, but I always... But like I said, it makes sense to me because even as I kept navigating my 20s and then I ended up going to college for marketing, for communications, business, and I was happy about that because I was like, I can take Mm -hmm. this anywhere. I'm not segmenting myself into fashion. I'm not, you know, specializing in something. I can really do anything with this. Right. And that's when I really started to get so obsessed, which I already was obsessed with like beauty vloggers on, on YouTube and makeup tutorials and hauls and this and that. And then Instagram happened. And then I was like, oh my God, like I, this is, I want to do this. I want to do this so bad. And then I discovered podcasts. I've always loved reading. Like it all just very much made sense, but it Mm -hmm. took me so long to start because I was fucking terrified of putting myself out there. So I delayed, I delayed, I delayed. I would start blogs because back then there were so many more blogs, right? I would start blogs delete them. I would literally buy domains, do everything, delete them, mm-hmm. open Instagram accounts, delete them. Like I did this for years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, now we're here, but if it took me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And like, in a way you kind of like, I feel like we're always just including myself, like looking for like, what is my job title going to be? Like, what is like my career? Like that, like, it's like the name is so important to us. Like, what is it going to be? And I feel like you in a way kind of created a job for yourself, which is like definitely one way to go. I'm not like shitting on the nine to five at all. If that works for you, like I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. Yeah. But um, you Same. are just like, this is what I like. These are my skills. Like, let me just like hone in on these because I feel like it's also just as important to know what you don't like. And then that way you're like, well, I for sure don't want to do this. I don't want anything to do with math. I don't want like, you know, you just need to know what you like and don't like. They're both so important, but I think the semantics, like I I need to get over it myself. Like what is my job title going to be? I just feel like we're so primed growing up being like, like write down what you want to be when you grow up. And it was just like every single year. That's what we had to write down. Our parents asked us family, friends. It was just like so embedded in our society. I think something we can all remind ourselves and it's such a privilege to live in a day and world where this is just so much more normal and it's that you get to be more than one thing. Yeah. Like you're allowed to be more than one thing. Why does it why does it have to be a title? Like why does there I it that also just fucks with me, right? Because I just well actually not anymore, but when I first was like, okay, I'm going to quit my job and like try this and give myself the chance. Like, and I'm not going to actually, yeah, it still fucks with me because I was like, so when I meet somebody, I would tell my best friend this. I'm like, when I meet somebody, like, what do I say? When they ask me, what do I do? What do I say? And she was like, she was like, just because at that moment I was starting from zero. Like I was so fucking terrified. And I was not that I was humiliated, but like, I was definitely, I wasn't confident in it. I was scared. I was like, how am I going to be, how am I going to be perceived? Like, I don't want to be made fun of all those things were very real. And so I was like, what do I say at the beginning? Like, I don't want to say I'm an influencer. Cause like, what is it? You know, I was, it was yeah, people's perception me. of influencers are like, just like bikini, like people who pose in bikinis, that's it. And like, get literally wish that were the case. I mean, I yeah. think it is for some people. Right. But yeah. But so I think letting go of the title and actually just focusing on what you're doing and is it fulfilling and is it filling you with purpose and intention? And if the answer to those questions is yes, then who the fuck cares what the title is, right? Because I don't, I don't, when I meet somebody, I'm not like, what do you do? Like, I that, I don't, I'm just, well, I'm also just not like that. I'm, yeah. I don't like small talk and I don't really care to be quite honest. I'd rather somebody tell me like, I want to know what you do and what is fulfilling to you and what your days consist of for sure. 
but I don't care about the name, like your title. That's not what matters to me. I'd rather know like, what does a day in your life look like? I don't want to know, like, are you like, what's, what level are you? I don't give a fuck. Like, you know? And so, yeah. But again, I think ultimately we should remind ourselves that you don't have to be one thing. And if you want to be one thing, that's great. If you want to be five things, that's great. If you want to be 10 things, that's great. It's more, we, we focus so much on how our life looks, especially to other people, which is ridiculous on social media. Like that's why content creating is like, it's like people think it's really easy. Oh my God. Because people make it look easy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like, so like people don't realize it's actually so draining to show up every day. And like mentally, there's still like a little small voice in the back of your head being like, how do people perceive me? Like, it's just the name of the game. Like, and it's how it works. Yeah. But I think something I try to think about is I'm trying to focus less on how it looks to anybody else and focus more on how does it feel for me and let that be like the driving factor, you know? Yeah. I love that because like at the end of the day, both of us as people who like regularly share our lives on social media, it's like, why did I start this page to begin with? Was it to please other people? Was it, no, it's because it it was fun and it felt good. And it was something that was passionate to me. And I think I just have to remind myself of what was the initial intention. Like why your why? Yeah. Like literally the why can get so lost and it's just easy because like, there are so many ways that you can compare yourself to other people, which is another thing I wanted to talk about is like comparison culture on social media in like maybe a business where other people are also doing this, like just so many facets of like your job being online, make it really enabling for that to to happen. So how do you, or do you deal with that? Like, how have you kind of overcome that, you know, on a daily basis? I think every day is different, but I think the best thing I can say about that is like, obviously I deal with it. I'm not a robot. I'm human. And what I remind myself of is anytime I compare myself, my podcast, my life, my body, my business, whatever the fuck it is. Anytime I compare any of those things with somebody else, I literally get nothing good out of it. Nothing. But our minds even though they know that sometimes they like play these tricks on us and they're like, let's let's do it anyway, do it anyway, do it anyway. And so I, I'm a big, like, like I tough love myself all the time. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? It literally makes no sense. And it's not adding anything good to my life. And so the way that I think about it is I firmly believe that there's room for everyone and everything. And I think if you're doing something and it's not going the way you think it is, or it's not going as fast as whoever the fuck is next to you, or it's not looking the same way, or you're not getting the same opportunities, whatever it is. If you are doing something because you want to do it and you're doing it with love and you're showing up, like no one can take away what's meant for you. And just because somebody else is getting light or an opportunity or whatever it is, that has nothing to do with you. You, yeah. you're, you're still, your moment will also come. But I think the best thing you can do is clap for people when they are getting those things, when they are getting the recognition or the opportunities or the followers or the marriage, like whatever it is, really clap for them. Cause what's, what, what's, what's the alternative? You're just going to be miserable that that's not happening to you. Like, I'm not saying you're not going to feel some kind of way. Cause we're human. You, you're allowed to feel things. Your feelings are valid, but it will also make your life so much more joyful if you're actually happy for people and actually genuinely happy for people. And I think a lot of people pretend to be happy for other people, but it's like, you can tell when that's not really rooted in like something authentic. Yeah. And so reminding yourself of that, like, if anything, it's like when I see people doing things that I want to do, or I don't know, having a guest on that I would love to have on whatever the fuck it is, I'm giving dumb examples. I, I don't even know. If somebody else did it, that should be proof to you that you can do it too. And the last thing I will say, so I, I I have these like little things that I remember with comparison that I've like, they're like in my toolbox whenever I'm feeling this or whenever it happens to me, because obviously it fucking happens to me. So it's like, there's room for everybody. 
I try to celebrate anyone who's doing something that I want to do or that I would love to do. Even if I don't know them, it's not like I'm like messaging them like, Oh my God, you know, but (laughs) in my head, I'm like, wow, dude, like she probably busted her ass to do that. That's amazing. Or like, wow, I'm so happy. Like I can't wait for something like that. You know, like changing the thought pattern and rewiring the way that you think about something will just make it more enjoyable. And also it's like a muscle. The more that you do these things and the more that you try to have these thoughts, whenever comparison or any of these feelings do come up, it starts to become like second nature. Right. So it's like, that's why I have a, uh, an easier time with this now. And also it's like, somebody else's anything, whatever it is, relationship, life, whatever that has literally nothing to do with you, nothing. So why are you even wasting your time? Right. And then the last thing that I think is huge is like, it's so easy to compare when you have all these, when we have so much accessibility on social media. Right. But the problem with that is I think If you're going to compare yourself, let's say you're comparing your relationship. If you're going to compare your relationship, me, so fucking single speaking about this. (laughs) If you're going to compare your relationship to whoever the fucks that you're seeing online, make sure you know the full story because it's so easy to assume. It's so easy to think, you know, what the hell is going on in somebody's life. You, you have no idea. So if you're going to sit there and compare any facet of your life to somebody else's, at least make sure you know the full story. Do you know what it took for them to get there? Do you know how what happens in their daily life? Do you know if they were even happy in that picture? Do you know if they even mm-hmm. like each other? Do you know if they even yeah. have a healthy, do you know if she's even happy? Is he happy or whatever? It's like, stop assuming. And if you don't know the full story, then why are you comparing? Because you're comparing to something that isn't even, might not even be true. You yeah, know? I feel like, you guys literally all just got like the comparison toolbox from you. Like that was just like incredible. Um, yeah, no, that last point really resonated with me because we're so like, we compare our reality to somebody else's highlight reel. And it's just like, it doesn't make sense, but like our brains just like work that way sometimes. And we can't compute that Maybe there is more going on to the story. Maybe they got into a fight after that picture. Maybe that person like was having the worst anxiety ever when they got like, you know, that big achievement. If those things happen to us, like they happen to other people. We're not the only humans who have emotions, who have fights with our partners. Like, like we just need to, I don't know, I guess like realize that we, our struggles are other people's struggles. It's not just us. There's so much more behind a screen and that's even in real life too. Like, fuck the screen. Like if you're out somewhere and you see somebody and you're like, wow, like look at her or whatever it is. It's like, you don't, you have no idea what she's going home to. You have no idea what she's going through you. If, if, for example, if you're comparing your body or something, right. Mm -hmm. You literally have no idea. You can't look at somebody's body and think that, you know, what is actually going on with them. You have no fucking clue. Yeah. So it's very, it's a very dangerous game. I know it's a very real thing because our minds are like that. It happens to me all the time, but it's taken me years to be like, this does nothing good for me. So I don't want to do this. And it's also so much more fun to like be happy for people, you know? And, and yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, it one more doesn't thing, but- take a lot to be kind and it doesn't take a lot to like be happy for other people. But also like, if you really do find yourself like having those reactions that are kind of like maybe jealousy or just like those kind of things where you're genuinely feeling a bit triggered. Like for me, that's just like, not in the moment, but after I'm just like, okay, why does that trigger me so much? Like what like insecurity do I have that like her accomplishment is triggering me so much? Maybe I've been procrastinating a lot on a project that I really wanted to work on. And like, I'm feeling guilty about that procrastination. And I'm like, how can that girl do it? How is she so good at like getting her shit together? She obviously busted her ass off and you don't see that, but like there, it like stems from insecurity in something in your own life. And sometimes it's like really deep rooted. And sometimes you need therapy for like the really, really like uncomfortable issues that you're like, I don't want to deal with that. But like, there's always like a deeper seated, you know, reason for like why you're maybe insecure or jealous from somebody. It's so real. And I 
I said this in a podcast, I think last year, or maybe even this last year, I'm so lost. Yeah. Last year. I realized I read this somewhere and I realized how accurate it is that jealousy can be such a compass to things that you actually want. Because if you're feeling jealous about something, I love that you said like, there, there's probably something deeper there. I think the most valuable thing that you can even do, fuck my toolbox that I just gave you, think for a second and be curious about like, why? Why are you jealous of that? Literally why? And I bet you nine times out of 10, it's because that's something you want. Yeah. And, and that's okay. But then instead of sitting there being jealous, think about, okay, well then let me do something about it. Right. So, or, or if you can, or like, how can I, how can I navigate this feeling so that every time I do see, you know, X, Y, or Z, it doesn't bring this up, which leads me to my next point is also, I am regularly doing cleanses on social media and I'm regularly taking inventory of who is popping up, like whose stories I'm watching, whose posts I'm seeing. Like, I want to make sure that it's serving me in some way. I want it to make me happy, make me laugh, inspire me, whatever it is. But I mute people all the fucking time. If I can't like unfollow them for whatever reason, I unmute them. And then maybe after a while I'll go and unmute them because whatever was triggering me was not about them, but about me. And maybe I worked on it and maybe now it's not triggering me. Right. So it's also like, be mindful of what you're watching and what is triggering you. So that's why when people are like, Oh, social media is so toxic, this, that, yeah, I can be. Totally. And I'm not saying there aren't people that, that make it, that don't make it toxic. I know for sure. And that's a whole other conversation, right? But there is something you can do about that. And it's, you choose who you're following and you control your experience online. So make sure it's like a good one, you know? Yeah. And like, part of us is attracted to the toxic side because like sometimes, I don't know, we like to put ourselves in a hole and like feel worse. And it's like just the like, unattainable, like, yeah, like the shiny so, unattainable things that we like want to like, just like lay in and like watch. Yeah. And, yeah. And there's, I feel like there's like a level where it's like the really, really big influencers or whoever it is. It's like, you know, that's so far from you that like, it's kind of hard to be jealous. Cause you're just like, okay, but like, what's attainable for me right now? Like this is yeah. just fun to watch. But yeah. There's people who are like closer to like your level, I guess. And you're just mm-hmm. like, well, she's like so similar to me on so many ways. Like, Why is that not me? And now she's doing that. Exactly. So I would watch out even more for like that, because I think in terms that's of achievements point. and those things, like, it's just like, that can be more triggering because your comparison level is so much more like you know, on par, like baseline. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like, it's not like I'm over here, like, wow, I'm so, so pissed jealous Kim of Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, am I jealous? I, the only reason I'm jealous of Kim Kardashian is because she has Chloe Kardashian as a sister, because I fucking love Chloe, except when she <laughs> tells me, except when she tells me to buy those fucking gummies that are going to oh make my God, me don't get me started. That's when I'm like, Chloe, I love you, like, but like, Please, you're breaking you my heart. You didn't need that this. money either. Like you did not literally, need that. like you're breaking my heart with this. Why are you doing this to me? I still love her, but that's the only thing that makes me jealous of Kim. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny. Um, yeah, like it's been such a great conversation so far in terms of social media. And like I feel like so many times I've just mentioned this just because I want it to be like deep-rooted in my listeners' brains of like use the unfollow and unmute button. There's a reason why Instagram made it. They know that this shit fucks with us. So they're like, let's maybe make their lives a bit easier and give this option. And a lot of the times I'm like, okay, I don't want to like fully unfollow this person. Cause like, sometimes you I can't do like them. Like sometimes you I'm just can't. like, yeah, you literally can't. So I'm just like, okay, this mute button is made for me. It's amazing. And yeah, like perfect little toolbox right there definitely gonna like re-listen and write down everything you said because like (laughs) I swear there's like so many gems in there um but earlier you had mentioned like in this podcast I try to bring in some mental health aspects because I feel like it's so kind of not spoken about enough like it's getting there slowly slowly but I rarely I mean I'm, I'm talking for myself too but it's like hard to like even show up on stories and be like I'm having a shitty day I just went through a depressive episode I just had a panic attack like it's kind of a lot to show up and it's also a lot for other people to process because they like want to help you, but they also don't know how to. So it's a tough 
just like landscape to navigate. Um, so you had mentioned earlier that you deal with anxiety and so do I, and I would love to know like your experiences, like in therapy or just like how you kind of like got to kind of admitting to yourself, like, Hey, like I need some help and I need somebody more than just like my bestie or my mom. And like, got to that point where you're like, okay, I'm ready to to do that. I discovered that I had an anxiety disorder accident accidentally, not because I didn't know I was anxious. I've been anxious my whole fucking life. So if anything, it made a lot of sense. And I was like, wow, thank God. Like that explains everything, you know, (laughs) but I was dealing with an eating disorder and I was 27 was I 27? I think I might've been end of 26. So, I mean, I've had a very complicated relationship with food and, and exercise in my twenties. And, and so while I didn't have, you know, a quote unquote eating disorder for my whole twenties, I definitely just had disordered eating for so many of my twenties, but then I had, I was in a full fledged eating disorder. And so I reached a point where I was like, okay, it's scaring me that I can't stop engaging in health, unhealthy behaviors that freaked me out where I was like, I can't go a day without like something going wrong. You know, I'm trying to be as broad as possible. And that freaked me out. Cause I was like, I, I feel like I'm like, I'm in a hole. Like, I mean, I, there was already a million other things that were wrong with my situation, but that scared me. And to me, that was like, I think I need help. And I wasn't letting anybody in on what I was dealing with. That's also why I mentioned the body thing. Maybe I'm just like sensitive to that, obviously, because of what I've been through, but it's like, you don't know what an eating disorder or complicated eating or disordered eating. It doesn't have a look. There's no one look for sure. So you might be sitting there, you know, complimenting somebody on their body when like you're complimenting very unhealthy behaviors. And I'm not saying like, don't compliment people, but I'm saying like, maybe just the PSA, like, can we just like stop talking about people's bodies? Like literally there's so many more interesting things that you can compliment somebody on aside from the way they look. And like I their think personality, their substance, like your body yeah. is just a vessel for who you are. Right. And it should be the least interesting thing about you. Right. And also it's like, I love hyping my friends up and anybody like, I'll be the first one to tell you, like, you look so fucking hot. But that's different than like, wow, you look so good or you look that's so very thin. Broad. Yeah. You look so yeah, yeah, skinny. Yeah. Like, why is that congratulated? Like it's blows my fucking mind. Anyway, I'm sensitive to that because of my past, right? But mm-hmm. so that's why I started going to therapy. So I didn't I didn't go, I didn't go in there for anxiety. I went in there for that. And then right. once I got there, I quickly discovered that as many um eating disorder specialists will say it's it's usually not about the food that's just you know what's on emotions. Top. it's usually about 500 other things that are underlying that we think it's about the food and we blame the food but it's actually not right and so i realized like wow and 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 she helped point out how so many of my feelings and so many of the ways that i acted it was because i was so anxious so brutally anxious and my dad was the same way. So we like put two and two together, you know, like he was the same, maybe 10 times more anxious than I Mm -hmm. am. So she, we worked on a lot of tools, you know, a lot of tools that at the beginning were very, I never brought up medication. And, and I was like, if my therapist thinks that I would benefit from this, I think she'll let me know. Yeah. But I never brought it up because at the beginning, again, we were focused on the eating disorder. That was just like second in line, you know, like my anxiety and and everything. And then I think a year in, I was seeing her like twice a week. So it was heavy. It was a lot. And I think a year in, I, we finally started kind of exploring more of like, how can we navigate my anxiousness? Because Mm -hmm. it does affect so many areas of my fucking life. But I think the first thing that helped me navigate my anxiety was actually recognizing what it was and how it affected my life. Cause it gave me answers in a way. So I was like, oh, wow. Like I'm not just like crazy or I'm not just like moody or I'm not just, you know, sometimes antisocial or I'm not Mm -hmm. just this. I'm not just that. I had always labeled myself in these different things because I didn't understand my feelings and I didn't understand. It wasn't like 
in your head before that like anxiety was even a part of it it's just like right I always knew it's an accident I always knew I was was like a little more anxious and a little more like you know but but I never had like this like answer and it's helpful Mm -hmm. it's very helpful because then so many more things made sense Mm -hmm. so at the beginning we did a lot of you know I can't even remember like what the tools were really for like anxiety but again just knowing what it was and learning more about it and it it helped me make sense of a lot of things and then we tried medication so I was on medication for a year I actually stopped in November of last year and my anxiety got really really bad during COVID I'm sure a lot of people can relate but I was you know alone in Miami with my dog completely isolated couldn't I'm so close to my mom couldn't go home the country the borders like to Costa Rica like no flights the borders closed like I was stuck here which like I try to reframe that when I think about it and I'm like I wasn't stuck here I was like safe here like I was safe here I had food I was healthy I was fine you know but it was brutal like it was still brutal so it got really bad and we I started taking medication for a year and I I mean now that I'm off it, I'm like, see, it's hard. It's hard to say whether it helped or not, which I don't even think is the question, but I think it helped in the season that I was in because mm-hmm. we were going through a global pandemic. I was so scared. I was so confused. I was alone. I was so anxious. I was this, I was that. So obviously, yeah, it helped me in that moment. But then towards the end of last year, I was really starting to just feel like, I don't really want to take this every day right now. I'm feeling like I want to I be want- dependent on it. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing, I mean, I'm fucking dependent on five other million things, you know, like I was like, I was like, I just want to see how I feel without it. Because what I didn't like, what I didn't like was the fact that, you know, if I didn't take it for a day, cause I missed it or one week and I left it in a friend's house and it made me feel like shit. And I was like, wow, like, I don't, I don't want to do that. So I was like, mm-hmm. I think I'm in, I think I'm in a good enough place to where I can try and see how I feel. And if I mm-hmm. see that I really, really feel a difference, I will go back. Yeah. There's always an option to go back if you want to. Absolutely. So I got off it and I honestly, now when I think about how I felt, I'm like, for me, I want to fucking preface this. Like it's so, the experience is so different for everybody because so your different. brain does not look like my brain. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> don't even like go there with, don't even like think what I'm saying is, is, is going to be applicable to generalized. You. Yeah. 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 For me, I wouldn't go back in this moment of my life because I think it may, it, it just, it, it, it wouldn't be worth it to me right now. Um, so I feel like you also like, since before the medication, you had so much like actual one-on-one therapy that gave you other tools. So you weren't just like, you didn't start with medication and have like no other tools to fall back on. Like you, like, I can tell that you've learned ways to cope with it because like probably like at least five times in this conversation, you're like, well, you know, I just like reframed like how I saw this. And I'm like, dude, that's literally CBT. Like you this bitch like, goes to therapy. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, you did CBT. Like I can tell like you're like able <laughs> to just like take your thoughts and like like a lot of anxiety is like, you know, types of thinking that just are, are just really extreme and they might not like be rooted in reality because like if you told it to somebody what you were thinking, it's just like dude, that's not going to happen. Like, that's just like your anxiety talking to you, but it feels so real to you. Right. Because it's like, yeah, it's in your head, but I can tell you have those tools, those mental tools that are really helping you right now because they're naturally coming up in conversation. Therapy changed my life. Like not even therapy. My therapist changed my life. I always tell her it like, it's like, you have to give credit where credit is due. You know what I mean? Like, I always say like, I wish therapy was accessible to everyone. I wish it was a given. Like, I wish it was just like part of fucking life. The way that you pay your taxes, you go to therapy. Like, I just wish that's what it was, but that obviously changed my life and gave me all the, I'm not, I'm not in therapy right now, but gave me so many tools to deal with these things. Right. And also just so much self-awareness I think is huge. Mm -hmm. I think it's like getting, I don't think people like really know themselves. Like, I don't think, yeah. And people are afraid of knowing themselves. Yeah. And it's like, the more that I got to know myself, everything in my life changed. And 
the more depth you have with yourself, the more depth you'll have with other people and in every area of your life. And I'm not saying I don't have anxiety now. I definitely do. I'll have panic attacks. Like it's still real in my life, but now I can identify it. I can sit with it. I can, I I have a toolbox. Like I'm big, I'm big on toolboxes. Like I love Mm -hmm, to know mm -hmm. like, okay, what are the tools that I'm, that I have when this does happen? And yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's how I deal with it now is like, I'm like, depending on what, what's going on and what it is, Yeah, I I'll sit with myself and be like, okay, what do I need right now? Like, what do I need to give myself right now? You're like more prepared. And like, now you know what works for you. Cause I feel like you can be recommended so many different ways to, to manage your emotions. And like, some things like might not work for you, but that's like the beauty of therapy is like, they give you so many different options um so yeah that's so great to hear and I feel like you got pretty lucky in terms of like was that your first therapist and you're just like this is working or did you jump from a few no so I had only been to therapy once before but I went to her one I think twice and she was lovely and great but then like I for like two years didn't go again and then once I was like okay fuck I need help I emailed this girl that I had seen like I did my research whatever I was so excited, emailed her. She's like, actually, I'm not taking any new clients right now. I was so bummed because it was Mm. very, I was so fucking scared. I was in the most fragile place of my life and I was terrified. And she was like, oh, like I just felt shut down. And then she was like, but I have this amazing colleague. Like she would be amazing. Like reach out to her, whatever. She gave me my therapist number. And I was like, Mm. I was like, I, I clicked on her website and I was like, oh my God, because her whole website was like, she like specialized in eating disorders in that moment. And I mean, she still does, but now she does a lot of other, like does everything obviously, but that's what like stood out to me. Maybe because I was looking for that. It's like what stood out to me the most. I had one session with her and I walked out and I bawled in my car because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I felt really safe in there. And so I was the first step. And I, yeah. And I, I always tell her, I'm like, like, I thank God, honestly, for her. And we have such a beautiful relationship. She's been on my podcast twice. I had lunch with her last week, like, or two weeks ago. Like, we have such a bond. Like, we just, it, it, it's like, sometimes it you works. just have something special with somebody and she's uh-huh. that for me. And she's also the only person in my life that saw me in the lowest and like new. And vulnerable. Yeah. And new, you know? So it's like, I'm like, bitch, you're stuck with me. Like, literally yeah. when I I just, I got like, uh this fucking, I I dated this asshole basically last year at the end of last year. And he ended up cheating, whatever. So I'm literally, I texted her and I'm like, bitch, he fucking cheated on me. She's like, no way. Like just so funny. I'm like, of course. Anyway, there literally sounds like, yeah. One of like your homegirls now. (laughs) She just like texts like, no, I literally a few days after I'm like, can you believe this? Like I, we kept going. She's like, don't even answer. Don't do this. Like, yeah. I love her. Oh my God. I love that so much. And (laughs) just like, yeah, I like just like hearing people's stories and also just like having it shared here because the more you hear it, it's like just more normalized. Like it's just like, yeah, I go to therapy. Cool. Like move on. It's like, I don't even, I don't even blink. Like I don't even like, I've also seen a lot with like mental health. Like I have a sibling who's, who's, who has a mental illness like very scary and severe that it's like, fuck man, the shit I've seen, like me telling you that I go to therapy. I'm just like, I would tell the barista, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I know that's just my life, right? Like I know everybody's story is different, but so I get, I totally get what you're saying. If anything, I feel like I'm just almost like desensitized to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like so normal to me. Like I, it's so also, yeah. Like even just like studying psychology like it's yeah. not like always in front of my face in terms of like a person in my life like with me all the time but yeah it's I'm just like this is life this is what humans go through yeah, yeah. exactly it's yeah. like knowing that being aware of that and so just like yeah bringing more awareness to that is like so key I feel like um but we are running out of time sadly even though I could talk to you for hours mm-hmm. I had such a great conversation with you I like to end these podcasts on like a lighter note. Yes. Um, with some, we're like, like we got, we we're went like, everywhere. Let's get it done. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Like I feel like 
people who listen also just like appreciate more real conversations that I don't know you would have with a friend in real life so yeah I just like to do like some rapid fire questions kind of get to know you style more um first question if there was anywhere that you could pick to live other than Miami and Costa Rica where would it be Michael B. Jordan's bed (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding I think him and Lori Harvey are so fucking perfect um they are where would I pick other than Miami and Costa Rica? Yeah. Okay. I have this frustrated dream of living in like the South. I want to be a little Nashville girly or like live in Austin or something for you. Like I just want to live in my little house with my husband, like cowboy boots. And like, I so see like a frustrated dream that I don't think is going to happen, but like would love that. Yeah, no, I so see that. Just like the, just the look, I can see the outfit and everything. Like, I feel like, um, yeah, like Austin, I think is supposed to have like amazing food or whatever. So either way yeah. I want to visit, like for I've sure. I've never been, I've, I want to move there. I've never been to Austin or Nashville. <laughs> They're supposed to be amazing. I've been, I've yeah. been to like, um, San Antonio, but it's like smaller. Mm. Um, but very cute and bomb weather there. Wait, where would, um, where, what would you say? What would I say? Yeah. Honestly, I would probably say like Southern California. Like I just like I'm so over the Toronto weather, just like Canada. Yeah, Yeah, like I can't. Everybody that I talk to that lives in Toronto, and by everybody I mean like the three friends that I have that live there, they're all like, "Fuck this shit!" Like the weather, like Toronto, Montreal, just like the weather. It literally like makes me actually like seasonal affective disorder. Like I get that, and I get so bummed out. Yeah. So yeah um there or somewhere like in Europe because like Europe is gorgeous <laughs> literally um second question what is your go-to drink when you're on a night out so I love a Moscow mule I love them I fucking love a Moscow mule the ginger also, is just like unreal just does something to me but also you know what sometimes I'm just a basic bitch and I just want a vodka soda but I always ask for an extra shot of lime juice because I wanted to taste like so much like like lemon or like lime yeah. what is it lime I wanted to taste yeah, like yeah. limey so much so that I don't even taste the vodka and then I that's so funny yeah because I was out last week and I ordered that like literally I was like vodka soda with lime and then one of the girls I was with was like so funny because like all of us ordered that in college but now that we're adults we're like yeah we'll add some lime to it like let's just like zhuzh it up with it I'm like can I but get an extra I don't shot of taste the vodka <laughs> yeah I'm like I need an extra shot of lime juice because I don't even want to taste the vodka in there I just wanted to taste like water with lemon you know that's what exactly I want. exactly yeah. oh my god that's so funny um okay last question what is your favorite holiday? Oh, I love Christmas. Christmas? I fucking I'm, love Christmas. My birthday's in December too. So I just like, like just December is like good, good vibes. I don't know how Christmas would be like without snow because you're like warm Christmas vibes. I know. It's my dream is to have a white Christmas. I've never had a white Christmas and I ever like ever. I dream of it. So Christmas is my favorite. I I don't fuck with Halloween. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it overrated. I'm sorry. Honestly, I kind of agree with you. It's also for some reason, the most stressful holiday. Like there's just, I don't like, like it at all. So much planning for the cost. Like it's just, like I, I hate always. I don't like pumpkins. The colors are ugly. It's always like orange and purple. And like, listen, I just got a pair of orange dunks and I love them, <laughs> but it's different. It's just like a different shade of orange. I, there's nothing appealing about about like it's just like Christmas is so happy how can you not be happy during Christmas Halloween I'm like it's like scary I don't like it I don't fuck I hate dressing up also like costumes like oh I know I'd rather costumes like like that's just like I just don't like how it's stressful like why is it stressful Christmas I'm like it's just good vibes movies exactly and like all the like good stuff so I'm so with you on that um but yeah that was just like a little high note I love it so cute (laughs) I love it but yeah if you ever want white Christmas you're always welcome well I'm gonna come there so you can make me a matcha yes matcha on Christmas morning (laughs) (laughs) not hot chocolate (laughs) oh my gosh thank you so much for having me I love I mean I could I could literally talk to you all day too so 
Yeah, me too. Um, Just before you go, if um, you want to just like plug your Instagram podcast, all of that, so people can go ahead and follow you. I was laughing because I'm, I just, I feel like I'm so bad at this. Like it's like the introduction and the like conclusion. I'm just like, I, I can't, it's like, I feel like I'm like selling my soul. I can't do it, but (laughs) uh, my Instagram is just at Lisa X Gilmore. Lisa Gilmore was taken, even though she hasn't posted in like 27 that. years, literally from, she hasn't posted since like 1997. I'm like, bitch, can I please, <laughs> can I, like if she was active, I'd feel better. You can at like, least, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live your best life queen, you know? But anyway. Why doesn't Instagram delete those accounts? That's so stupid. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, What else? And my podcast is Unwinding, like, wine with an like e wine like the drink what i did there yeah (laughs) and yeah that's it that's amazing and you have the m club club oh yeah which and then my child my second born child is m club yeah everything's so cute your package is on the way um it's spelled e-m-m-e but it's like m just like the letter m and yeah amazing well thank you so much for coming on if you guys want to hear the flip side of me being on Lisa's podcast, definitely go check out our episode. Yeah. Even this, I'm just like, we talked about 10 things and I love it. (laughs) So great. Um, yeah, thank you for coming on. And I'm sure I'll talk to you like on Instagram or wherever, and I might be coming to Miami in the summer. So I'll hit you up. Oh my gosh, for sure. I'll see you on IG and hopefully in Miami. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.